joined on the line by the General Secretary of SAFTU, as well as Mavavi, to get some of his reflections. And uh, you would have heard the Nzigana's uh, comments that uh, he certainly sees Zwelinz Mavavi very much as uh, a big person in the generalized decline of the organized labor movement in South Africa. And uh, Mr. Vavi joins me now on the line. Bawiyeka, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me in such short notice, but what can I do? You calling, you are the boss. Ah, no, 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 I'm not the boss. Uh, I think the people of South Africa are my bosses. Uh, so, yeah. uh, as, uh, as Talk to me, I guess, about just before we get to what happened today, the preparatory work. Uh, that unfolded. Um, and I ask this question because I think you were also lamenting to one of my colleagues on the television platform of the SABC earlier that it would have been nice to have a common memorandum of demands handed over uh, in the main action out at the union buildings, but you had to take two, one from SAFTU and Kosatu. Um, talk to me about what happened prior to this and uh, the discussions between yourselves as SAFTU and Kosatu about uh, the kind of political bent to this action today that had many workers out on the streets, but also even more workers staying away from work? Yeah, uh, just allow me to read this quote. I think it's going to be my best for tonight. Okay. It's very, very important, in particular in the context of uh, the last uh, messages I heard from whoever you were talking to. Yes, yes. And I posted it in my Twitter for those who want to follow it up. It says, and I quote, the worst illiterate is the political illiterate. Mm. He hears nothing, sees nothing, mm. takes no part in political life. He doesn't seem to know that the cost of living, the price of beans, of flour, of rent, of medicines, all depend on political decisions. He even prides himself of his political ignorance, sticks out his chest and say he hates politics. He doesn't know the imbecile that from his political non-participation comes the prostitute, mm. the abandoned child, the robber, and worse of all, corrupt officials, the lackeys of exploitative multinational corporations. End of quote. Today was very important for this quote. Very important because we're starting a process of mobilizing, politicizing, raising the conscience of workers and of communities. In particular, rebuilding the unity uh, that uh, uh, have lagged over many years, at least since the death of apartheid in April 1994. A unity that is so critical between workers and the youth, the youth and the women who are the face of the quadruple crisis of poverty, unemployment, inequality, and corruption in our society. So today was not easy, uh, Ayabonga. We have to bend, negotiate, compromise, mm. and but at the end, we agreed uh, that we, ha- we cannot send a message to the rest of the working class in our country and all over the world, that uh, we can't even share a platform whilst claiming to be representing the best interest of the marginalized majority of uh, our society. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we are dressed workers together. By the way, 
everywhere in Durban, workers divide the leaders and they joined each other. Mm. Same in Cape Town, mm. in King Williamstown, in Bobo, in uh, Bumalanga, Whitbank. They just defied and they just came together and they are yearning for unity of a traditional movement. They want the unity uh, that was so potent between the youth and the working class and, mm. and the workers that delivered the body uh, blows that they uh, saw the defeat of that cruel system called the apartheid. Mm. So we very happy today. We'll sleep uh, very peacefully mm. and, and hope that uh, from now on it will be possible to negotiate a minimum platform of unity between uh, SAFTU, COSATU, and SAFTU works with over 200 uh, working class formations and progressive NGOs. Sure, sure. And we hope that uh, once we say, look, we have to fight the system of mm. capitalism because flowing from that, you're dealing with, with a crisis of neoliberalism, sure, austerity sure. program, of budget cuts, of poor service uh, government uh, uh, is able to provide because it has no resources, because it has been uh, hoodwinked by the owners of capital, that mm. uh, corporate taxes must be, uh, must be, uh, must be dropped, and uh, it is okay to move 400 billion rands of illicit cash outflows, mm. and that it, we, must, uh, we must turn a blind eye to the fact that uh, these guys in suits and who own private jets are stealing 35 to 40% of our procurement budget. So we, we've got to have, at least to say, we agree on these ones. And we can work uh, sure, on this one. Sure. We don't agree from SAFTU uh, that uh, we, we must be addressed by the ANC, who mm, we blame mm. for all of the crises we face. But we will tolerate that from time to time to say, well, because I do feel strongly about this mm. thing, and we will not uh, drop off yeah. and die if they address us. What is well. your perspective? And I'm quite interested because I, I think, Mzondi, that, that's one of the most complicating factors of this minimum program that you pursue, uh, which is your sense and perspective on the <laughs> role of the ANC, which by itself, of course, is not a homogenous space. I think it's a contested space, and it's Absolutely. quite clear that Abang uh, are in an ascendant position inside of uh, the ANC and uh, one would even say by extension inside of government. What is your view to the argument being raised by Kosato and even the South African Communist Party uh, that very much if they were to leave the alliance, they would cede that space um, to the elites, to the neoliberal uh, and uh, the very ascendant moderate and conservative voices inside of the ANC? Well... (laughs) That's such a self-serving but foolish <laughs> argument. Uh, uh, fr- frankly, I'm sorry that I have to say this. Sure. And um, how could anybody claim that uh, the ANC remain a pro-working class, a liberation movement with a bias towards uh, the working class at a time when clearly it has abandoned even the most basic economic demands that came out of the Freedom Charter document. For example, the document that said that at least the wealth of the country must be shared and that the mineral wealth beneath the soil and they must be transferred to the ownership of the people. You abandon that altogether mm. for privatization in 1995 led by our 
uh, esteemed president, somebody was still insulting me as an individual when he knows that I had always acted on, on, on a mandate of an organization. And uh, that uh, esteemed individual, he, comrade, uh, loved so much, started to drive the process of neoliberalism, having inherited the national economic norm model from Derek Keyes and F.W. de Klerk, adopted and developed by them in 1990, sidelined the RDP, put into the center stage the RDP, the, the, the Kie, asked us to call himself the Tacharite. You remember that? Mm, mm. Called me a Tacharite. This document is non-negotiable. That's what uh, Tabumbegi told the country. Nelson Mandela was ramping that down the throat of uh, of, of all mm. of us. Mm. This is here. Where are we now? Where is growth? Where is employment? Where is redistribution that we were promised by here? Now we are in how many documents that have been adopted, all of them producing only more unemployment, more inequality, more poverty, more corruption. And uh, look... We in, in Kosatu, when I was still the general secretary, based on a national congress resolution attended by 2,500 delegates, would have said that we hate Gia with all of its apologists. We hate capitalism and we're going to, to simply mobilize against Tabombeki. We did. The only mistake we did was to jump from the frying pan to the fire in adopting uh, President Jacob Zuma as a pro-worker person. A person who we immediately after electing in 2009 takes a trip to see the Queen of London, have a lunch with the bourgeoisie multinational corporation and tell them that nothing is going to change from the economic programs that have been pursued by Mandela and Becky. And that's when some of us said, ho, 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 we made a mistake. And we at least were honest to come back to South Africa and say our apologies. It's a political blunder, and we turned against that, and we paid our price for turning against that. And uh, thanks God, South to emerge out of that crisis, and thanks God, Marikana happened, and uh, we, we saw yet another moment in the history of, of the country where the ANC simply sided with the interest of big capital at the expense of workers who were demanding a 12,500 as a, as a wage, mm. and once their CEOs were earning yeah. 300 million and plus. Yeah, Zondi, talk to me because I think you're touching on something now. Or excuse me, you're touching on something now, which is certainly part of your memoranda of demands and uh, the program that you think will also extend to things like stayaways and other sort of forms of mass action. Uh, one is uh, you're calling for a basic income grant of 1,500 rand. You're calling for a 12,500 rand minimum wage. You're calling for a trillion rand stimulus package. Uh, and I guess you're also calling for an end to the investment strike, not just in the private sector, and I think I would agree with you here, but also in the public sector. There is an investment strike in the private sector. The private sector is holding a 1.8 trillion rands. It is in their back pockets. With the high interest rate regime, this and this nonsensical 
uh, monetary policies we have adopted, including the inflation target imported from uh, Europe and uh, enforced here in South Africa, if we have the same challenges, uh, South Africa, the African continent versus the North, and uh, leads to a situation, uh, that high interest rate regime, where the, these tycoons can, sleep, can simply slip next to their swimming pools and earn a 4% profit from just uh, putting the money in the banks. And that's the craziness of our macroeconomic policies. So, yes, we are raising that issue of the need to introduce a wealth tax, a solidarity tax, to force those guys uh, through taxation policy to invest that money into the active economy, in particular to reindustrialize our economy at the face of the reality that uh, our, our, our manufacturing sector used to contribute about 21-22% to the GDP. It is now contributing 11-12%. We need that 1.8 trillion rands into the economy to create jobs, mm. and we need it into the R&D's programs to, to, to develop, to do researches, and to see where we can get competitive advantages and, uh, and to compete with the rest of the world on a sounder mm. footing mm. than we are now. So that's one of the issues that we're raising. Sure. And secondly, sure. we're raising the issue of uh, illicit cash outflows that amount to a 400 billion rands annually. Uh, money that we could be trapping inside here by creating speed bumps in our monetary policies and by ensuring that that money is used and utilized here. And the biggest supporters, by the way, uh, will never tell you the truth that South Africa used to have exchange controls, speed bumps that will not make it possible for these guys to take Mm. money out of the country. What did he do? He allowed them to list uh, their companies in New York, in, the, in, mm. in London, and everywhere else. We are losing that money uh, all together, all together. 400 billion rands can make us pay the 1,500 uh, basic income grant to workers who are unemployed, smiling without even feeling a pinch. I've already mentioned that these tycoons, are stealing between 35 and 40% of our procurement budget. Just by such, they are, they, are, they, are, they are stealing and robbing the taxpayer another 50 billion rands mm. every year. So people uh, who are apologists of neoliberalism, they will turn around and say, Saftu, Kosatu, and where do you think money will come from? Hey, hey. And that's why I was reading you that quote, that mm. quote today, that if you do not follow politics, if you do not follow policy, you will end up being a spokesperson of the mm. multinational corporation yes. unwittingly. Unfortunately, yeah. that's what is happening yeah. to our militants yeah. in South Africa. And I'm at a but uh, just Ka-kool. as we <laughs> just, as, just as you wrap up, Ziaga, uh, uh, you've indicated a SAFTU. Um, and I think I also heard one of one of your comrades, uh, spokesperson Trevor Shaku, saying something similar that this today was but the start of many other forms of mass action that we might expect all the way through to the medium-term budget policy statement in the next few weeks or so, around October. 
just maybe give us a sense of uh, what some of the thinking is there and what also you want to place on the agenda of uh, your former comrade Inoko Kodongwana um, when he gives, I guess, the midterm review of the budget presented in February. And you should be everywhere. If we can manage to say this, the youth and the workers will, re- will lead again a real and uh, genuine second phase of a transformation of our society away from the fact that we have just a political freedom that are totally meaningless to the crisis that we are facing in our country today. Then today will be historical. If we only see that in the context of what I'm saying, today is going to be absolutely historical. And, and in my view, and the, we need to target the 26th of October. The 26th of October is the day when the Minister of Finance is going to be presenting this medium-term budget policy uh, framework statement. This is where the source of our problems have been, not only under Ramaphosa, by the way, under Jacob Zuma, that's when uh, we saw a seamless process of neoliberalism and austerity moving from Pravin Godan to Malusi Gigaba, and right now to where it is, Kidomboweni and and Inogodongwana. We are going to have to unite and protest that this government is uh, married to some debt, debt, uh, debt to the GDP that is almost in competition with, uh, with the Western countries that are well-developed. When those countries, at the beginning of their reconstruction processes, were tolerating a debt-GDP ratio way above 100%. When our own history in South Africa tells us that at the end of the First World War, 1920, 1928, at the beginning of the 1930s, we had a GDP uh, debt ratio of 113%. And through that program, through that tolerance, we, were, we managed to build state-owned enterprises, left, right, and center, to address the poor Africana program. Mm. It is in that, pro- in that process of the beginning of the 1930s, we saw massive industrialization of the South African economy, and black people benefited somehow. And when that period saw the longest growth in the history of the, of the South African economy, why can't we do that again? But only if we had a leadership that is not corrupt, that is not self-serving, that is not having its eggs in the public sector on one leg, but actually being businessmen with the other leg and also interested in raking profits with the other leg. That's our crisis. Our president is a businessman accused of having facilitated illicit cash outflows whilst he was the chairperson of MTN, of uh, Shanduga, and of London. And that's why they are so lazy to chase the guys who are moving money out of this economy in its 400 billion, up to 400, according to their own uh, agency in the Reserve Bank. So, So we must move.
we must mobilize, we must go to Soweto, we must, uh, we must unite organized workers mm. and the youth in particular because if we do not do that, let me tell you this, Ayabonga, can't you see that uh, we are standing in the doorsteps mm. of a house-hitting failed state, Banana Republic? Can't we see that we are just few miles, few kilometers to where Zimbabwe is today. Look at the rates of our unemployment. Mm. Look at the rates of our crime. At least in Zimbabwe, their crime is not as brutal as we are against each other, slaughtering 78 people a single day. Can't you say that we are going to lose a country if we keep on the we hate Bavi because he made a mistake in 2005 mm. and therefore we're not going to join the strike even if we agree with the demands, or even if that they know that that was not a Vavi campaign, it was a Kosatu campaign, mm. and it was fully mandated by the National Congresses, not once, two, three Congresses that were endorsing the presidency of Jacob sure, Zuma. Sure. But are we now going to say, we, you make a mistake in somewhere in 2005, and therefore we are going to do nothing about the crisis today? even though you know that that fellow would have apologized 11 times. Mm. No, that's counter-revolutionary. That's pushing somebody's head under the sand, and that's giving somebody an excuse not to do something mm. about the crisis that we are facing in our country today. Ziag, thank you very much, GS, for joining us tonight. That there was Zuelin Zimavavi, the General Secretary of uh, SAFTU, and of course at the end there, having some words for many of his detractors there saying, uh, for you to understand where we are. Well, Ukolo uh, aside, I think many would agree with his assessment of where we are. Uh, Nine minutes it is after 8 p.m. We're going to take a brief break now. When we come back, Samputaputu Pegim Dolo. So if you are close there to Umkhengu Langamandla, please let us know uh, so that and just give him a nudge and say, here on the mighty metro, we are, we are looking for him because we want to talk to him about the Ingonyama Trust. Let's take a brief break now. When we come back, we continue. We take some of your voice notes as well after this.